Welcome to the Catholic Eagle podcast on this August 22nd, the optional memorial of the Queenship of Mary, a lively conversation about all things Catholic campus ministry at the University of Mary Washington. I am your host, Kevin McGraw, Associate Campus Minister. Thank you for tuning in to this inaugural episode. My guest today is our Chaplain and Director of Campus Ministry, Father Christopher Vaccaro. Father, great to have you and thanks for joining me. A pleasure to be here. Great. So in this episode, as I mentioned at the beginning, our, our, the thought here is we'll have a lively conversation about things going on uh, here in the, in the campus ministry, uh, a little bit about what we try to do here, and also looking to some of our uh, upcoming events, especially as we uh, move into uh, yet another new semester here um, at the University of Mary Washington. Before we do all that, though, let's consecrate our time together with the prayer to St. John Bosco, who is our patron, and we'll, uh, Father will say a few words about that uh, as we continue along the show. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. John Bosco, friend of the young, teacher in the ways of God, your dedication to empowering the needy inspires us still. Help me to work for a better world, where the young are given the chance to flourish, where the poor's dream for justice can come true, and where God's compassion is shown to be real. Intercede for me as I bring my needs to you and to our Heavenly Mother, the help of Christians. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, you know, when it comes to campus ministry, uh, a lot of times, it's a unique ministry. I think you'd probably agree with that. And, and when it comes to campus ministry, in your mind, what, first of all, why is campus ministry important just in the life of the church? You know, we're here in the Diocese of Arlington. Uh, you know, many would probably say one of the more flourishing dioceses in terms of, uh, you know, available clergy and, and such. Why is campus ministry, I mean, it's unique, you know, to have a, a priest who can be full-time chaplain mm -hmm. and not have other uh, full-time uh, responsibilities, at least. Speak to this, this idea of campus ministry, Catholic campus ministry, why it's important just for the life of the college student in general. Well, I think that's a good question, uh, Kevin. The it's important for a couple reasons. One, uh, college as it has become, uh, certainly over the last 20 years, but I, I think people could argue that even, you know, for the 30 years previous, there's been a sort of decline in the ability for the classical education, sort of the thought process that often goes on, the ability to uh, express one's ideas, the idea of the, the classics, both in reading and also in uh, whether it be language or in the er other areas of a traditional education. And what has replaced it uh, in, in a heightened way over the last uh, two decades is, you know, many times there is a sort of agenda that is, is driven by universities depending on uh, what their sort of approach is. And with that approach, the faith is sometimes relegated to a back burner, if at all, uh, setting aside for the moment just the number of people who participate in the faith. The campus ministry is vital in regards to a, a grounding of students in the idea of the realization that Christ has a particular call for them, that the church is ever ancient, ever new, that the beauty of holiness permeates all times and seasons, 
And that just because a society has moved in a particular direction does not change the unchanging truths of Christ and his church. The campus ministry, therefore, is sort of a beacon, maybe a lighthouse would be a good image for the listeners, uh, in the midst of a, of, a, of a sea of the world. So that's, that's one specific thing. I think the other thing is, uh, if done correctly, a campus ministry is an essential component in the formation of young people, in the development of their charisms, and the idea of their service to their church, particularly their parishes. I, I think if we look at the structure of parish life now, I've certainly heard it from many priests and, and lay people that I know, um, they will look and they'll say, you know, there aren't many young people here. And when people get out of college, all the more we don't see them. Uh, we have up till that point, we have youth group and then we have campus ministry and then there may be some kind of young adult group and then there's really nothing that integrates these people into parish life. But campus ministries can actually be the bridge for these young people to see the, the vital nature of the parish and their role in it. So, I mean, certainly there's other reasons, but I think those two are, are uh, sort of the base uh, reasons, I would say, sort of the, the light and the darkness and the formation in the apostolate. Moving to when it comes to the camp, Catholic campus minister here, specifically for the University of Mary Washington, uh, one of the things, as we mentioned before with the opening prayer, uh, I understand that you have a very strong devotion to St. John Bosco, and, and certainly he's known as the patron of, of youth and the formation of youth. Uh, so it's, it certainly comes together quite well with, with campus ministry. Speak to that, you know, why St. John Bosco and how his method and, and influence in the life of, in the history of the church, his impact, you know, being a canonized saint now, uh, how that impacts uh, both the, the work that we do here and also how that plays a role in shaping our mission as a Catholic campus ministry? Well, I years ago, when I was a newly ordained priest, I mean, I'd heard of St. John Bosco, um, but I can't say that I was devoted to him at any specific knowledge of his ways, his teachings, his practices. But I was at a parish uh, in Annandale, uh, Virginia, and they had a school, and one of my practices was I would go down and visit the students every day at lunch, and I'd go into the classrooms quite regularly. And I realized that many times when I saw priests in my youth, the approach that they would take is they would sort of show up at the classroom and try to find out you know, what was going on, and then they disappear. And I said there has to be something more organized. There has to be an approach. There has to be sort of like a, a more global approach to the way that we're... Um, we're approaching young young people and so I looked into different sort of approaches to that and I came upon St. John Bosco and his preventative method which is the idea that we we don't react to a negative approach towards uh, behavior we foster the concept of virtue and love and we prevent the the negative components of it I was struck by that and then I read as much as I could and my love for him grew 
And from that, I sort of committed myself to a number of the practices that he had. You know, I see he never yelled or raised his voice at a young person in 40 years of education, he was cited as saying. And I said, I want to do the same thing. He was very deliberate in what he did with young people. He had three pillars of his educational model. He said reason, religion, and kindness. Everything was rooted in those three areas. Everything was rooted in God. It was explained and it was done with kindness. Uh, but it wasn't, I, I always like to say, it wasn't done through a kindness that we often look at where it's like, uh, you know, like a clown, even though he had many gifts in that area. But he said, we combined kindness with candid frankness. So he really would, would stress to the young people the need that they had to develop, but that they were loved in the process. Um, so all of that, and that's a very brief summary, but all of that led me to when I was blessed to be assigned here, uh, the chapel was already named after St. John Bosco. There was actually a, the only item in my office when I arrived was a gold statue of him. And I committed, I said, I want to keep advancing his ways. And I have tried over my time here to implement as best as I can, as flawed as it may be, the, the methods of St. John Bosco. And uh, by the grace of God, I hope that it's helping the young people here. More specifically to this upcoming year, uh, of course, there's uh, that's sort of an overall description of the mission of the Catholic Campus Ministry here. But every year, there's a certain theme that that sort of characterizes uh, and sort of uh, sort of puts a, a mark, if you will, on uh, what we're trying to accomplish in a given year. This particular year, we have this uh, scriptural verse from from First Peter one, Peter four, nine and ten. And I'm going to read the verse here and ask you to, to comment on and, and, and sort of indicate why such a, a verse would, would fit uh, for a theme for the year. So St. Peter writes, Practice hospitality ungrudgingly to one another. As each has received a gift, employ it for one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Yes, I... Well, every year for our listeners, uh, and I inherited this from the previous chaplain, they, they would make pens and it had like a, a quote on it. And I thought, uh, um, you know, these quotes should be the themes of our year. Um, and this quote was actually suggested to me uh, for two reasons. Um, one is the first part of the quote that ungrudgingly or as we have written on the pen, the, another translation is without complaining. Uh, one should approach the things of the Lord. And then it says, each should use their gift as the Lord has given them. Now, funny is I didn't notice until earlier this week that the pen that we have has 1 Peter colon 9.10. So it's missing the chapter for the scripture quote on there. But I didn't notice that when we got them and we paid, I think, $500 for those pens. But uh, th that goes to my bad eyesight, not the, 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 the sort of the desire for the, uh, the pens to be uh, a symbol of the year. Hopefully the students won't notice that. But the, the, I really wanted, when I saw that, I said that scripture quote really encapsulates two things that I think need to be stressed to young people. Sadly, uh, in the way many of our young people are raised, uh, when they are asked to do something that they don't want to do, even if it's a good thing, they're masters of complaining or coming up with excuses. Uh, and, you know, we can't do that in the apostolate. Uh, there, you don't always get to do what you want to do. 
And I thought that quote um, from St. Peter was great. I mean, we, we know his life story, and it was like, ungrudgingly we go out and serve the Lord. And I want to say, since we're recording this, I mean, our students are some of the most impressive young people that I have uh, worked with in my years as a priest. So that's not really just citing to them, but in general working with young people that we need to not complain. But it ties to the second part. Why is it that we don't complain? Because we have been given gifts. And those gifts are to be employed for the Lord. And, you know, each person comes together as a piece of a puzzle or as a piece, of, you know, as a member of the family. That when working organically in, a, in a, you know, a beautiful image I like to tell the students, like a symphony. There's a conductor and there's people that together make the music sound as beautiful as it should be. When they play together, it creates a harmony that is beautiful for the Lord. But we must stress that and train people in that. And so every year our themes are another aspect of helping the young people to develop in um, some specific aspects of developing in the life of holiness. Moving to, you know, we're here recording on August 22nd. We're coming up on, on the, the sort of first weekend for the university calendar and sort of the kickoff of, of our particular ministry here for the, for the Catholic campus ministry at the University of Mary Washington. As we look towards this, this welcome week, uh, of course, like any campus ministry, we have a week's full, maybe even you could say two weeks full of events and different uh, ministries that, that we are uh, putting on, either things that are happening here at the St. John Bosco Center, our headquarters, if you will, for the campus ministry, or even some events that, that we, through the student group on campus, are, are holding on uh, the campus itself. Uh, as you look to the Welcome Week, sort of, you know, there's some added things uh, because of the nature of it being this opening week of the university. For in your mind, certainly, you know, I think it, we would both agree that the the two the two masses, the first mass, the second mass, are, you know, among all the things, probably the the most important things that that we would want to see the most attendance for. Sure. Uh, in terms of you know, sort of setting the tone, so to speak, that, you know, we're here, you know, to, to form and shape you first and foremost in the Lord. And there's no more powerful way to encounter the Lord than through, through the Mass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of events that we put on uh, during the Welcome Week. I mean, there's a, a, I forget exactly, it's either 182 or 184 uh, hours in a, in a week. And there's a traditional thing that it, it says, like, the first number of hours in a uh, in a week are the the when college students integrate into different groups go into their friend groups and whatnot so it's important that the catholic group open its doors literally and figuratively to have a, as broad a reach as possible to let the young people who come to the campus know this is a place that should be your home um but the goal isn't through those events to just say, you know, you know, we have a luau, we have dinners. And I think a lot of times that's the kind of thing that's, that's stressed. And those are good things because people are interested. We're not a, a diner. We are a campus ministry. We are leading them to meet the Lord. That's the, that's the reason we open our doors. That's the reason we exist, the mandate of Christ. 
And so, yes, the, the central things are always the spiritual life. That said, we must go and meet people where they are to be met. And so many of the other events do one of two things. It either meets people where they're to be met or it develops community, which is another essential component of a parish or in this case, a community. We have to care about one another. We need to know one another. We don't just come to pray. We come to love the Lord and our neighbor. I mean, we know we preach this and we know that, but it has to be, um, you know, incarnational. It has to be something that is uh, driven through the way we actually choose to live our lives. So the welcome week is really us welcoming the newest members of the Catholic uh, Eagles, the new members of our family, and hopefully integrating them as well as they were if they were, you know, strongly practicing the faith, or even if they weren't to say, this may be a life decision that you'd like to make now. And uh, so all of the events that we have during the Welcome Week are oriented to those, uh, to those aims. You're listening to the Catholic Eagle Podcast, the inaugural podcast here for all things Catholic Campus Ministry at the University of Mary Washington. I'm your host, Kevin McGraw, Associate Campus Minister, and my guest for this inaugural episode is our Chaplain and Director of Campus Ministry, Father Christopher Vaccaro. You know, it, I, I think, yeah, that, that's, it's such a, an important thing to, to sort of set off right when it comes to each year, you know, you, you have that natural uh, transient nature to campus ministry where you're always graduating a, a collection of students and you're always, ideally, bringing in, uh, you know, as many as, as you would hope for uh, in terms of freshmen, transfer students. You know, we're already seeing, you know, just we haven't even, we've done one tabling event so far and in just through our work through the summer, uh, you know, Father, you have your uh, nonprofit associates at St. John Bosco that does a lot of great work in terms of just sort of putting on the mind of the high school student the importance that, uh, you know, to not leave them sort of uh, without the, to encourage them to seek out the campus ministry mm-hmm. when they go off to their respective campuses and how that's critical and life-giving and, and will do nothing but help them flourish in their life as a college student. It's, it's, it's quite the, the a dyna- it's an interesting time because, you know, here we are, we, you know, we probably have maybe 30, 40 uh, registrations so far, and we have barely begun our opening weeks. And so I think, I think, and maybe you could comment on this too, you know, one of the things I, is, is sort of con- a concern on my mind is uh, two things. One, you know, being sure we actually get the new students to our events, whether they're here or on campus, and also our process of making sure that we, we integrate them, that, they, that you know that it's not a one and done deal. Mm-hmm. You know, they come to the mass, the first mass this Sunday on at eleven thirty, lunch and after, and then we never see them. You know, maybe until Christmas time, or if you know they're probably at home at that time. But this idea where you know not only do we want you to show up, you know, sort of the beginning, but we want to. And this is something that you know we're going to stress with the student leaders is what are the ways that we can effectively integrate the new students in and continue this trend that you've experienced as as the chap in the last uh going into your sixth year here this trend of growth mm-hmm. where it's gone from you know sort of a handful of you know maybe a little uh, and then now has grown into this you know with all due respect to other campus ministries a, a pretty solid campus ministry mm-hmm. for the size of the campus for you know uh given 
you're in a, um, you know, in comparison to other schools in the diocese, you know, you're, you're not the biggest campus. And so, but in terms of effectiveness and, and, you know, you can speak to the leaders that have been produced by, um, talk to me about the, um, how the, the campus ministry is, um, how, how speak to that, I guess, that sense of urgency that, you know, we, we, this is, you know, it's an evangelical mission. It's, it's Matthew 28. It's we're proclaiming the gospel to all nations by the Lord's authority. We do that in his name and we draw people to either advance in their life of the faith or even if they're not Christian to be baptized. Well, you know, when we see our Lord in scripture, one thing we don't see is someone who's not urgent about what he's doing. Everything our Lord did was very deliberate and the mission that he sent out the disciples uh, on was a an urgent mission. When you look at like the scripture you cited there, Matthew twenty eight, go. There's a command: go and and preach the gospel to all nations. So the work of a campus ministry, uh, you know, I think uh, colloquially people will say things like this: Oh, you know. Uh, uh, you're trying to keep these kids in the faith uh, while they go through a difficult time of college. Well, that's actually not what I'm trying to do. And that's not what the campus ministry, uh, I believe, should be about. It's about assisting people to develop a faith that is rooted for the entirety of their lives. It's not holding on to something. It's not about a defensive posture. There's an urgency for us to show the young, that they play a vital role in their own salvation by cooperating with the grace of the Holy Spirit and in the building up of the life of the church. So the way we approach to the way we approach things at the campus ministry, whether it be following up with the students, the registration process, all of these things I have and my staff too have spent hours and hours spending time working on the registration form to make sure it's the best thing, working out how we'll follow up with people, making sure the student leaders have had a trial run on you know how to interact when the room's full of, of people. Now it's not in any way to do a can sort of car salesman approach. It's the opposite of that. It's to recognize that it is so important that we are on our A game when we go out in the name of the Lord. We must always do what is best for the Lord. And when we do that, it doesn't mean it's perfect. That we, we will make errors. People will probably say we could do things better. And you know what? We probably could. But it's not for lack of effort. And it's not for lack of planning. And it's not for lack of genuine prayer that we are seeking nothing but what is best for our students. I did want to comment on one interesting thing just to sort of throw out for our listeners. The idea that, you know, you have a four-year cycle. I often say this to people. Uh, you can imagine in a parish if every year the best and most formed people of your parish, the ones who had been there the most and know you the most and are uh, the most helpful and you know their skills, if every year you lost all of them on a single day, and then replace them with people who don't know anything about you, many times don't know anything about the mission of what parish it is, you could see how difficult it is. Well, that is a campus ministry, that every four years you lose 
your seniors as they graduate and they lose is the word I mean only in regards to the campus ministry. They're going out and doing great things for the Lord elsewhere. But they're not directly helping what we're doing here and it needs to be replaced by people who don't have that same formation. And so it makes it doubly difficult what we're doing because you're working with people who don't have the same level of formation as say people who are now 24, 25 and have, have gone through years of campus ministry work and then maybe some uh, work in parishes. That said, the Lord always provides. I have been very humbled to see that in my time here uh, in the growth that we've uh, seen in the campus ministry here. We have a few minutes left uh, just to uh, sort of move into a, a wrap up here. As we look towards this beginning of this of this year, we've sort of begun a little bit, but really things kick off this Sunday with the first mass for, uh, you know, we're hoping that a lot of the new students are, are going to be in attendance for that. And certainly, you know, we anticipate the uh, returning students to, to be there as well. As we look towards the beginning of this new semester, this new year in the, in the life of a, of a campus ministry, maybe one or two things that are sort of a goal for you, maybe even just the first semester, but, you know, in, in terms of, we've talked about the mission, we've talked about the scriptural verse that we're centering our mission around for this particular year, St. John Bosco, you know, the importance of campus ministry, how the welcome week ties in. In, in, a, in a few words, what, what would be sort of like, you know, if this happens, then we've done a good job here. Well, uh, I mean, on a broad scale, if I said sort of on a macro thing, if, if we can integrate the, many of our younger students to a deeper respect for our Lord in the Eucharist, in the way they receive Holy Communion, in attending daily Mass, and coming to adoration, I, I often preach this and say it to our students. I mean, we have as our, in our theology the idea of the, the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, but it needs to be that in our personal lives too, uh, that we set it as central in our lives. More, you know, in a micro manner, like two specific goals that I have for, for this year is we're launching our Catholic uh, Big and Little program. Uh, which is something that I've worked with uh, one of our graduate students, uh, Kaylee Tyon, which is the um, to bring inaugurally somewhere between four and six bigs, which are Catholic people that will be uh, helping freshmen to integrate both to life and to faith. So they'll have some, they'll go to mass together, they'll have dinners together, but it won't be an intensive program in terms of like a checkbox but more a relational program that's rooted in the faith. So I hope that that launches uh, this year well. And secondly is I really am hoping that our student leaders uh, continue to develop in the idea of accomplishing and setting plans for the work that they set out. Like I'd like our students to continue to have hard work and dedication as part of their uh, uh, approach to not just faith, but also their academic studies. Those are more, you know, smaller goals, but uh, the larger one is always uh, drawing people uh, to a deeper relationship with the Lord through uh, formation, preaching, uh, and our Bible studies and some of the other uh, groups that we have. So that is going to uh, sort of wrap us up here with this first inaugural episode of the Catholic Eagle podcast. I just want to take a moment to thank anyone who may be tuning in and listening to this uh, episode that we've that we've uh, had here today. If you could do us a favor, 
and let us know what you think about about the podcast. Any comments you might have, suggestions for future guests or or topics that that might be helpful for you as a listener to be covered uh, when we record these uh, episodes of of this podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. You can do that by sending us an email to info, I-N-F-O, info at umwccm.org. And uh, we'll do our best to, to collect any of those comments and, and, and suggestions. And we'll, we'll see how that can be integrated into what we're trying to do in this particular ministry uh, as a part of the larger Catholic Campus Ministry here at uh, the University of Mary Washington. So with that, uh, I'm going to turn it over to uh, Father Vaccaro for any last words he might have and then ask him for uh, uh, to close us in prayer for, for this current episode. Well, thank you. And I, I want to thank Kevin for this idea of starting this podcast and uh, for hosting it. And we welcome you aboard as our associate campus minister. We're happy to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here. And um, to any students and uh, family who are listening, you know, we're happy to have you here at UMW and to the parents who may be, uh, you know, worried about their children. Uh, you be assured that my staff and I and the other student leaders here uh, want nothing but what's best for your son or daughter. So um, please know that uh, we're praying for all of the uh, students here at the university, and we hope that this is a joyful and uh, faith-filled year. Final, final oh, prayer. final prayer. Oh, yeah. final prayer. Okay. <laughs> name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I ask you to bless the students as we begin this year. I ask you to bless our leadership team. Uh, I ask you to provide the grace of humility for us us who seek to follow you. I ask you to provide the grace of peace to our students who are often anxious. I ask you to provide holiness of life through the grace of your Holy Spirit. May we come to know what your will is do that will as perfectly as we can and in the most expedient manner that we are able. And I ask this and all things through the intercession of St. John Bosco, Our Lady Help of Christians, and Our Lady of Perpetual Help. May they always intercede for the students here at this university, and may this year be filled with many graces, blessings, and good things done for the Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father, and thank you all listeners. And we'll see you next time on the Catholic Eagle Podcast, the lively conversation about all things Catholic campus ministry at the University of Mary Washington. Take care and God bless you.